Welcome to episode three of the Follow to Lead podcast. I'm Christopher Corper, and I'm joined by Preston Unk. And today's study focuses on March 23rd through 29th in Come Follow Me. And uh, the block of scripture is Enos through the words of Mormon in the Book of Mormon. And this is titled, He Works in Me to Do His Will. So welcome, Preston. I'm excited to, to chat with you today. And let's let's kick it off with some of your insights, what's been on your mind and, and what you've pulled from your study. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Chris. So what a week, right? Um, every week, like we were talking kind of pre-show is different uh, with what we're going through and uh, kind of our home-centered life, <laughs> not just home-centered uh, gospel study, but in everything we do, we were talking about how we uh, can coordinate workouts and, you know, and, and try to do everything that we can here to, uh, to stay sane, right? But uh, yeah, so I wanted to focus on the first part of this in Enos 1, uh, 3 through 4. Uh, you know, so, some insight that I've had, we'll, we'll kind of break it down together. And, you know, definitely we can go, you know, go through both of the uh, yours and mine insights. But, you know, let me read, just go over high level verse uh, 3 and 4. Behold, I went to hunt beasts in the forest. And the words which I had often heard my father speak concerning eternal life and the joy of the saints sunk deep into my heart and my soul hungered and I kneeled down before my maker and I cried unto him in mighty prayer and supplication for my own soul. And all the day long did I cry unto him. Yea, and when the night came, I did still raise my voice high that it reached the heavens. And, you know, I, I think we can go back to a lot of different prophets or, you know, uh, different scripture relating to, uh, you know, how the prophets spend a lot of time on their knees in supplication with the Lord, you know, and, and, and uh, really trying, you know, first for their own soul and uh, thinking how they can, or sorry, praying about repentance upon their own soul. And, and then it comes to them, how can they, then help others, right? But, you know, first I want to break down uh, my thought here, uh, Chris, when it comes to these, some of these sentences in these scriptures. And you know, I, I thought a little, little outside the box, if you will, when it says, I went to hunt beasts in the forest. Um, and I watched the video going along with this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to see him go through his almost like his daily routine I'm sure at that time which I know at that time going out to hunt was a way of life uh, obviously to to survive and to have food so you know but I, I think he was a little inspired at this time to go right but one thing that I, I took out of that Chris and I'd love to get your thoughts on this is when it comes to us and our daily life are we ready to get inspiration or have those words that which his father spoke who knows how long back you know come into our minds when we're doing our everyday life right are we are we ready to have in other words the holy ghost speak unto us um at any given time what what are your thoughts there i i mean i th i think that's a really profound insight um and i had never really necessarily thought of it that way that this was a, a portion of his day-to-day -day life because in our in our current scenario in the United States, you see many of my friends who hunt. That's 
a couple times a year that they'll go hunt. And so naturally, I think when I read this verse or before you had brought that up, I thought, okay, that's kind of what was in my mind. It was this, it wasn't a frequent thing that was happening, but you're right. Hunting, um, gathering, and those things were, were a a daily component of life. Um, yeah, you know, and it's just, it's something that like, I, I thought, like I said, a little outside of the box in regards to that, that first point is look, what, what are, what are things that we do on the daily, you know, that, uh, sometimes we can get out of the spiritual church mode, if you will. And almost we, we, block anything that could come from the Holy ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of came to mind. It's like, Hey, are we keeping our mind open in our daily routine in everything we do? And as well, when we're doing things with work and with associates and people are, are, are our minds open and ready to receive that inspiration? Because I, I as I, as I kind of going on here, you know, in the next phrase, words which I often heard my father speak concerning eternal life, you know, he he had a retainer of or a repository of of uh, knowledge, right? Obviously, you know, his father uh, being um, you know who his father was and, and such a great man, he, he he that came upon him. And that was the Holy Ghost, and, and obviously, we know where this led to, right? Um, him becoming a leader and and really taking his reins, if you will, and first repenting and then and then moving on. So I just I thought of that like, do we next do we have that uh, repository of information, or in other words, have we studied the scriptures and do we do we can the Holy Ghost draw upon us what we have retained for future purposes? You know, and that kind of is the story hit me a little differently now then maybe it has in the past. And, and those are kind of my, my two first insights, but any, any thoughts or anything there that, so I stop rambling, if you will. <laughs> no, this is, this is good. I, I, this, this section of scripture was what, what struck me and what I wanted to, to speak about as well. Awesome. Um, I found it interesting. And again, kind of like you going a little bit high level on this and looking at the book of Venus and what I highlighted this time through. Um, you have him initially, so he's struck by these words that he's heard his father speak, which motivate him. His soul hungered, and he kneeled down before his maker. So I found it interesting the phases in which his prayer kind of evolved, and and just in just as a, as an overview, he prayed for himself and for his own soul, and then received a remission of his sins. He said, thy sins are forgiven thee, thou shalt be blessed. And then he begins praying for, he begins to feel a desire for the welfare of his brethren, the Nephites, those who were closest to him. And he poured out his whole soul unto God for them. That's verse 9. And then in verse 11, it says, And after Ienus had heard these words, my faith began to be unshaken in the Lord, and I prayed unto him with many long strugglings for my brethren, the Lamanites, who, who are a group of people that are in opposition to the Nephites. So you could say he kind of moves from himself to those closest to him, to those who aren't close to him, who actually seek to harm him. Um, and I found that super interesting. I found that kind of telling that that in our own lives as we are converted and we draw near to the lord 
that focus moves outward away from us to those around us and then eventually our enemies where we're desirous to the point where we're going to pray with many long strugglings for our enemies. And I don't know about you, but uh, this is an area that I feel very, um, very motivated to improve in my life right now as the world increases in turmoil and misinformation and um, confusion spread and people fear and doubt and daily life is changed dramatically, like all of these things happening. This chapter and this experience that Eunice had has really helped me receive some clarity in, in what I need to focus on as a father and a husband and a son of God. And that is drawing near to the Lord, uh, eliminating distractions and truly praying, not just lip service, not just you know, so easy for me personally to kind of fall into a routine in prayer um, or to be tired and just barely pray in the evening instead of truly communicating with my Father in heaven. And um, I'm so grateful for Enos and for what he did and for this record that we have of this experience because it's been super helpful for me because I realized, my goodness, like I... I'm lacking in this category. I'm lacking in this area of my faith. And this is something that, that I can, if I can receive just a small sliver of the confidence and the, and the inspiration and motivation and direction that Enos received, um, that would be a huge blessing in my life. And I, and I, I trust that, that, that if I do increase the, like, the depth of my prayers, that I'll feel those things because there's never been one moment in my life where I've prayed more fervently that I haven't felt the effects of that in in different ways. Right. But it's, I'm not saying that the Lord answers us and, and works in our lives in in many different ways at different times, but there's never been one prayer that's been faith filled and truly meaningful that hasn't been answered in my life, whether in that moment or later. Right. But like, that's, Man, that's that's a big takeaway for me. And really, super powerful. Um, right. you know, just from, you know? branch off that. Yeah, just to branch off that a little bit, you know, and come follow me. Talks. Enos's experience with prayer is one of the most memorable in Scripture. Your experiences may be less dramatic, but they don't have to be less meaningful. Um, and I just think that's uh, you know, it's it's so true in so many ways, right? Um, this morning I was uh thumbing through social media and the, the church had posted something about um the restoration joseph smith going into the grove and you know not everybody's gonna have that experience obviously right but we have an experience that is meaningful to you right and that's the connection between the holy ghost and you right and and those are things that we need to take to heart and and like you said build upon you know and um I put in some of my notes uh, when, it's, when it talks about it cried unto him in mighty prayer, you know, are we exerting energy in our prayers? Right. And, and doesn't have to be every prayer, right. I, I've thought about that too, you know, but uh, do we have prayers where we are focusing and, and we are, you know, really making it a point Um to go to our closets and say our own prayer, but vocally, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and I think that's important. I, I know it is because like you said, it, like you attested that when we do have those times, we feel it. We feel that closeness to God. And, you know, it's because I'm sure he really enjoys those times when his children come unto him with purpose. And, mm-hmm. and we can relate it to our kids. You know, I, when, when my older two, uh, when Boston would come to me in times of, you know, maybe uh, he's not feeling good or, you know, he, he, uh, the other day just thought came to mind. He, he felt a little bullied playing with some of his friends and he came to me and my wife and, you know, started to cry and your heart just, sinks and you feel for that pain you know and and so you can relate that to our father right sometimes when we sin or we make a mistake or not maybe it's you know something happens to us that we have no control over and we come to him we cry unto him he's gonna receive us and you know whatever condition or state we think we are with god right whether we're a sinner or we're in the best of shape we've ever been he's gonna receive us the same and you know we may we may have to do things afterward pending our, our condition, right? We need to repent, right? You know, if we're in that state or whatever it may be, but he's always going to receive us. Um, and I think that's, that's definitely important to know. So I'm glad that we focus on that prayer section of it as well. Well, you know, and, and posture and prayer matters. Yes. And, and by that, I mean, not only how we, how we physically are during that prayer, but the preparations we put in prior to it. And the way we act after, when you look at Enos's example, he kneeled down and cried unto him in mighty prayer. And he was alone. He was in nature. And then his action after his prayer was that he, he went about, in verse 19, among the people, prophesying of things to come and testifying of the things which I had heard and seen. So there's this, there's this pondering the kneeling praying out loud and then taking action and i think we can really draw a lot from that a lot from that i mean i relate it to a training session a physical training session where you warm up prepare your body you engage in the activity which is challenging which is work that makes you better and then you cool down afterwards and then you take that into your day and i just i just so true with prayer if we're not warming up if we're not kneeling if we're not praying vocally we're really missing out on the full benefit of of that experience and janelle and i early on in as jens was you know i think he was around one year one years old he was starting to to mature a little bit um we had been praying somewhat kneeling down somewhat not like we were kind of inconsistent in that and we were trying to figure out okay like how do we help Jens understand the power of prayer more fully? And it kind of, it came to both of us that we need to really focus on the posture of prayer, which is making sure that we kneel down as a family every morning and evening. And it sounds like a simple thing, but the fact that we did that and that we would fold our arms and we would close our eyes, he began seeing the importance of that and started um, understanding that when we're speaking to Heavenly Father, this is a sign of reverence, this is our posture, and that helped him learn the importance of prayer at a young age and continue to learn. I mean, he's still working on it, right? He's two years old, but, you know, I mean, it's so powerful to see that, and that's such a great reminder. Um, there was, I do want to share yeah. briefly from the Bible Dictionary the definition of prayer, and I'll just read this because I feel like it ties in really well with what we're talking about. I wasn't sure if I wanted to share it or not, but I do feel like I should. 
And it's a, it's a paragraph um, in the Bible dictionary. As soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand to, toward God, namely God is our father and we are his children, then at once prayer becomes natural and instinctive on our part. Many of the so-called difficulties about prayer arise from forgetting this relationship. Prayer is the act by which the will of the father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. The object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional on our asking for them. Blessings require some work or effort on our part before we can obtain them. Prayer is a form of work and is an appointed means for obtaining the highest of all blessings. And I just love that because I feel like that, that relates directly to what we've been talking about. Yeah, certainly. Sorry. I was just writing that down. Prayer is a form of work. Uh, how isn't that power? Like that struck me big time when I read that. <laughs> I just noted that down because it's so true, right? Like you said, how you relate it to a workout. Um, yeah, it is a form of work. And at times it is a workout. It's a workout mentally, physically, spiritually, for sure. So I definitely like that. And one thing, you know, to go back to your son, uh, thinking of a quote, Emerson, uh, what you are shouts so loudly in my ears. I cannot, I cannot hear what you say. Okay. So think of our kids and how often we tell them, Hey, you need to say your prayers. Hey, you need to do this or do that. And we're, we're shouting at them. Right. But when it comes to you and your wife kneeling down with him or just you and your wife kneeling down and, and he comes in, or maybe it's just you kneeling down and you know, your wife sees you kneel and pray. How much louder is that? than us as parents, you know, saying, you know, you need to do this. Right. And that's something that uh, I, you know, I need to work on is, is uh, doing those things a for myself, of course. And then, you know, moving on and saying, look, my actions speak a lot louder than my words. And that, you know, that story that you shared of your, of your son really brought that out. And it's something I had in my notes because here, um, you know, it kind of goes into, which I related, you know, words which I had often heard my father speak concerning eternal life. Not only did he probably hear his father speak of it, but he watched his father go through these things, right? And watched the testimony, learn from the testimony of his father. Um, that's very important for us to then, to then turn around and do for our kids, which obviously we know, you know, Enos did that. So I thought that was pretty cool parallel there. Very, very powerful truth for sure. I did want to continue a little bit on uh, one part here that I, I, I loved and it's kind of going into some of my study of, of habits lately. And mm-hmm. it's when he talks about, and my soul hungered, right? So your soul is your innermost core, right? That's who we are. Okay. And again, like I think I related last week that core habits are what result in the outcomes of our life. Okay. And uh, I've now moved on to Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Covey. And he talks about personality ethics versus character ethics. Chris, have you read that book? I haven't. It's one that I'd totally recommend. And, and I've listened to it before, but now I'm like diving in and actually reading to it, reading it. And, you know, again, again, as I'm trying to 
relate a lot of these things in my life to helping me have better habits and ultimately now knowing this part is a character, right? Um, it's, it's, it's really evolved into how am I letting my spiritual life lead out, right? How am I, how am I taking things and processing everything that comes to me reactively spiritually first, right? And, and then, but more importantly, how am I being proactive in everything that I do uh, with that spiritual lens, right? And, you know, prayer has to be a, a big fundamental part of that, you know? So uh, it, it, something that I'm working on that I would definitely, you know, challenge you and, and our listeners is, our listeners, I say that, like we've got a lot, but uh, <laughs> maybe we will. But again, I, is how can we work at the core or our, our, our soul and really focus on is my faith the center of my being? Meaning not, you know, do people know I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Not necessarily that. But is my faith in Christ the center of my being? And does, does that faith play an impact and a role in my outcomes of life, right? Now, we know that you can have good habits or bad habits, and that will relate to different outcomes, right? So I'm not saying we have to be perfect, okay? But if we do have a bad outcome based on something we did, is my faith in Christ going to help me repent sooner than later, right? So again, there's that balance there that we're not perfect, um, but I, I've just really liked that comparison. When it, you know, does our soul hunger, or at the core, are we hungering and thirsting for the spirit and for that way of life? Or on the contrary, as you know, as in the in, in Atomic Habit talks about, are we setting uh, habits or ways of life on the outer layer, meaning? Do we want this type of life? So we set like a, a, a lose, lose uh, weight fast diet, 30 day diet, right? You know, or in other words, I'm going to pray better this time. And you're more thinking because it's like an outward part, right? Are we, are we trying things because we want to have that image, if you will, and, and not to sound hypocritical or self-righteous, but I do that at, at times often, but that's kind of the personality ethic versus the character ethic of things. So I know I'm kind of rambling, but that's really kind of hit me here is this, you know, Enos has a perfect example of how this struck him at the core of his life, right? And the soul and his soul hungered. And I just like for myself, I'm going to work on really focusing on hungry, like having hungry. What was it? What, I don't know what movie this is, but hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, really trying to, uh, you know, be hungry and then feed my soul uh, upon the words of Christ. Now, that's, it reminds me of earlier in our study in 2 Nephi 31, if you shall press forward feasting upon the word of Christ and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, you shall have eternal life. That hungering and feasting after righteousness, this is a, this is a cycle that we can relate to because we hunger daily um, nourishment through food and water, the, the cycles of, of eating, digestion, um, rest, and movement, and all of those different things, and, and the sun rising and setting and sleep and wakefulness are all 
tied and directly symbolic of spirituality. And we, when, when we are in a good rhythm with our nutrition and our sleep and wake cycles, hunger is a natural and beneficial um, feeling that allows us to, to then seek energy through food. And it's, it's, if we, if we mess up that rhythm, whether through staying up really late or eating a lot of processed food or whatever it might be, or drugs or alcohol, all those things that, that throw off that cycle, then those, those cycles in our life um, become very disrupted. And as a result, we go down a negative path with our health. And so it is with things that are spiritual. If we, you know, consume quote unquote processed spiritual foods or, or negative media or things that damage our, our spirit, uh, it's, it's very connected. I love the connection between the physical body and the, and the spiritual side of, of our growth. And, and it just, it really hits home for me too. Like, um, there's a rhythm to spiritual growth. And that's Heavenly Father wants us to experience that daily and even hourly, just like Enos. It was in his day to day, <laughs> you know, yeah. that he felt this hunger. And what he did, instead of feeding himself with distraction or other things, is, is he knelt down and that hunger that was in his soul led him closer to God repeatedly, just like it can for us in our own way. And, yeah. um, Dude, it's so easy to fill that little hunger that we might feel with a distraction now in our lives. I just, I feel that so clearly in my life right now. It's like, it's so easy to go to social media or go to YouTube and look at what's going on with, you know, right now in our lives, coronavirus, instead of kneeling down and praying and seeking that first, right? That before. Yeah the updates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause then, yeah, we'd be in a better, better way of sifting through some of the, the, the news or, or whatnot, but no, I totally agree, man. And three things, uh, you know, to wrap up my thoughts that I'm working on this week is you know, one being open to revelation wherever I am. Right. Um, making sure that I'm ready for that revel- revelation or those thoughts that can come to mind. You know, when we think when we say revelation, we think it's gotta be deep, Right. Uh, it's not most of the time. Um, two is soul check, right? Where is my heart? And, you know, as I focus on building my character of being a true disciple of Christ, all of us, like sometimes we can just think we're on the right path, but maybe we're not. Maybe our heart needs to, you know, have a little, have a pivot, as you would say, you know, business terms or whatnot and, and, and strategize and then move forward again. And, and obviously in doing that with prayer, and that's something that I'm working on. And then the last one I'm working on this week is, you know, really praying vocally to the Lord and finding my places of, of prayer in my home that, like you said, I have posture. I can really focus in advance and, and then afterwards be listening, you know, things like that. It's really create that cycle of prayer and open dialogue and communication. So those are, those are three things I'm excited for to work on after after uh, learning from Enos and, and his uh, experience here. 
Thank you for sharing that. That's, I'm going to have one singular focus from, from our discussion this week and what I've learned, and that is to, to increase the depth of my prayer, my prayers on, the, on a daily basis. And that means for me going away where I can pray vocally and spending time in that prayer. And, and that's what I'm going to work on. So I'm, I'm glad that we were able to spend some time together and share, share some thoughts. It's much needed. Uh, in our world right now. So yeah, thanks Preston. Well, let's, uh, let's link up next week and, and we'll look forward to continuing the follow to lead podcast. Thanks for your time. Hey, thank you, Chris. And to our millions of listeners out there, when you do get a hold of this, leave a comment and tell us with candor how you like it, what we can do to improve. Because again, we're not doing this only for our notes, which would be great and having this material in the future, but how, how can we possibly help somebody in their life and what they're going through? That's really our goal. And uh, so thank you and talk to you later. <laughs>